When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Hey everyone, it's your host, Andrew Ross. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Now, uh, today with me on the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast is our regular uh, contributor to Jobber Nation, Paul Reed, the showroom guy. Uh, welcome, Paul. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Uh, I, I'm well. Now, uh, as everybody out there is certainly aware that the, the uh, landscape for retail has been changing for quite some time. And and even as that adjusted and then we got hit with the pandemic and that really changed things accelerated some trends it uh, shifted everybody's uh, gaze certainly as far as bricks and mortar people in stores how they structure their stores and how they kind of arrange uh, things to promote certain kinds of flow and interactions uh, we seem to be coming out of some of it but there's still concerns but yeah. Uh, you know, when we talked earlier, I said, you know, what are there some key touch points that that uh, uh, store owners and managers and organizations operating stores should uh, kind of focus on uh, over the next next little while? Yeah, yeah. What I'm what I'm you know what I'm finding is, I think, um, and not a good thing, but I think humanity is going to go back to normal after. I think everybody just they'll just they'll forget about it because I'm seeing that now in everybody's daily lives where I, I feel that we keep wearing masks. It doesn't bother me. If you're working under certain constraints, I'm sure, you know, if you're lifting heavy loads, that lack of oxygen, I'm sure getting to your lungs is, you know, preventing you from working better. But in the auto industry, in the showrooms, I'm seeing that they're getting slack on a lot of things. Yes. They, you know, they still have the, the uh, sneeze guards, we'll say, hanging in front of service counters, but not in all of them. Uh, some of them have been taking them down and wearing their masks. Uh, their showroom's pretty open. I don't see uh, stickers are worn off the floors. They're not redoing the stickers to keep six feet apart. So it just tells me that I'm thinking that our industry is going to try and go back to as much norm as possible. And to all those constraints that we had in place, they're going to go on the wayside, which is unfortunate because I think we still need to protect ourselves for certain things, right? Right. It's certainly not over. Um, it's still popping up in cases here and there. But I think personally, I think there's going to be a, a stronger COVID variant coming out down the road. It just seems to get stronger. So we should just keep safeguards in place because you want to protect your customer, your workers and keep continuing making your sales sure sure i mean i think you know even outside of automotive i've certainly seen uh you know at, at uh, grocery stores and whatnot they've gone back to a more normal checkout procedure instead of uh yeah uh, you know really kind of uh, controlled access and uh, you mentioned you know some of the places the stickers on the floors for one-way aisles have come up and and what you're suggesting is it might be a little early to be uh to be doing that kind of stuff I think so. I mean, I wasn't a big advocate of it at first, but then 
as I see, because I usually get a bad cold, a really bad cold every year. And I haven't had one since I've been masking up and washing hands more often, using sanitizer and using protocol for the COVID virus. So it's kept away the normal viruses for me. Um, so I'm saying proof's in the pudding. And right. obviously, and a lot of my friends aren't sick. And they're all going, yeah, I haven't had a cold for two years or a year and a half. You know, so obviously there's some benefit to wearing masks and just being, you know, being aware of your surroundings. Sure. And like a lot of the surface cleaning stuff, the, the you know, regimens. Yeah. I mean, I know that the uh, Automotive Industries Association of Canada did a recent survey and, you know, a lot of the customers, uh, uh, mostly at, uh, you know, at shops, at, at uh, 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 you know, garages, uh, are, are you know they want them to keep some of these things they want them to keep those yeah. those cleanup procedures and sanit sanitization procedures um yeah. a little split on whether to keep the uh plexiglass in in place uh but they would still you know like it to go away or, or a number a significant proportion of customers like that to go but always when it's safe i mean that's the proviso right when it's safe and yeah 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 i think so too uh, i think everybody should there's no harm in having a piece of plexiglass between you and a client or a customer. It's not, it's not rude. It's not invading anything there. You know, it's clear. It's just protecting you from any kind of mist from their speaking or spitting or whatever, uh, hitting that person on the other side, transferring a, uh, that disease or you know COVID virus or any other virus, right? Sure, sure. And you know, I think it's it's just kind of worthy of note that it, you know uh, there are a number of uh, auto parts store locations uh, in. I'm not aware of any in Canada, but I don't want to you know uh, make be too broad about it. Uh, but I'm certainly uh, firsthand aware of you know certain locations in certain places in the states where they've had bulletproof guards up in front of their staff at the counters for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, sure. maybe they were, uh, you know, ahead of the game in that front. Right. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, nobody's looking at getting rid of those, you know, I'm happy that we don't often have to deal with shoving your money through a slot. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's just, now as far as like store design, um, you know, which is kind of the larger trend, right. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. We're, what what where are things going? I mean, is there more space? Are there wider aisles? Are they getting rid of aisles? Are there technology trends that that uh, those at the kind of retail uh, with retail exposure in space should be uh, really watching? Nothing, um, nothing unusual except for uh, for the staff. So we keep uh, you know if we'll build a six foot counter that houses two people, we'll usually only have you know one person there now. And keep that six feet and then the next counter will have so there's six plus feet away from each other where we would put a usual we do a five foot counter with two people in it you know have a 12 inch uh, 24 inches each and 12 inch drawer in between and that was fine but we're not doing that anymore we're still building that counter for future and we have the two spaces but you know recommend the client have one person at that counter right you know, so Right. So, but your advice is for somebody looking at this is like, make sure that, you know, you, you, whatever you put in place, I mean, uh, you know, obviously if they're using expert services, uh, like the showroom guy, yeah. you're going to get good advice on it, but whatever you're building out, if you're building out stuff now, make sure that you can make that transition, uh, for the future. Right. So you can have more people yeah. on the counter again. Yeah. What, so what we what do is when we're doing, when we do a two person station service counter, 
we pre-drill all the holes underneath where the person would usually sit with their feet. We pre-drill shelving uh, pallets in between. So, and, and we supply uh, one set of shelving with each counter. So if you have a person on the right or left, the other counter can be used for, you know, magazines or books or is most, and it's funny because in our industry, they're really slow. A lot of the older companies are really slow to turn over to technology because everything's available online now, but they'll still have, there's still that one person that needs that manual to go through. So he needs his manual. So those shelves are used for that. And then as things lift and people are more comfortable a year or two down the road, those shelves can be removed and put into the body there. But I always say, you know, that safety up there is also um, your productivity. Because if you have people sick, productivity is down the drain. So put them in place, productivity, keep it there. That person gets sick, he's gone, productivity drops. So you're better to, you know, plan ahead in every which way. Right, right. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, from the sort of not necessarily pandemic related changes in store design, but just as far as, you know, larger trends in, in how retail is, is looking at that, that space in front of the counter. Uh, is there anything that, you know, retailers should be um, aware of and have their kind of eye towards to make sure that they're, you know, on top of the trends and how people are shopping and what they're looking for in, in those uh, showroom spaces? Um, more, well, for several years now, I've been pushing digital. Not a lot of people change over to it. Uh, whereas you'll know, have some touch screens in the aisles on products, you know. Um, Canadian Tire is very good at it, where you can look up things rather than, you know, searching down someone to help you. That you know they're doing, they're efficiently doing something else now. Where I can, if I'm looking up for wiper blades, batteries, spark plugs, anything, they have a tablet there and go through, put put your info in. And it brings up the thing and I it tells me what aisle I'm in or it, the products and I walk over and get it. That's as efficient as you can get. And that's a lot of our part stores need to get into that because Canon Tire is good at that. So, you know, it's not it's not a, a bad thing to see what a big behemoth like Canadian Tire is doing and say I should develop. I should bring that change into my own environment because it, it'll it'll create whether it's a staff member making wholesale calls for you. At, at this counter, rather than helping someone on the floor, they're they're making sales. You're getting more out of that person because now that client can help himself. The customer's doing his own lookup, grabbing things. And when he comes to the counter, your service people can still say, did you find anything, everything you needed? And if he didn't, he can ask at that point. Or you can recommend things. Oh, by the way, did you know that we're carrying an ABC exhaust now or ABC brakes now? You can recommend that at the counter, right? Digital makes it just more efficient, more profitable for you. Right, it, and it speaks it speaks to some degree, just a, in thinking about it as we're discussing it, um, to a sort of underlying trend in our lives where people uh, want, in some ways, less face-to-face -face interaction, uh, you know, to to conduct these transactions. And, and uh, you know, think about it, it's kind of like, buy, like doing a kind of online purchase, but while you're in the store, uh, yeah. you know, the same kind of lookups are there. And, and uh, you know, I, I know that I'm, you know, certainly prone to having an app open in my, on my phone and, uh, 
in some you know larger retailers they'll give you aisle indications even when you're doing a, like an online shop in your you know on your phone wandering around the store looking at your phone going okay well it's supposed to be over here it may or may not be there and then at yeah. the same time i'll have a staff member member come up to me and say hey can i can i help you with anything and you're just like yeah no i'm good <laughs> yeah <laughs> wandering around staring at my phone and just that reflex no i'm fine I'm just looking or i'm browsing um, and yeah. I, I wonder how many customers actually, you know, who are actually really customers looking for something specific, but when approached by an, a, a, you know, a representative of the store is inclined to just kind of wave them off and say, no, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I can take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, again, it's like you say, I use an app every so often. I'll go into a Canadian Tire Home Depot or something and the app will show me, like you say, product availability, how many left in stock. And what aisle it's in a lot more efficient for me gives them again so if you're still either having the same staff they're doing other things keeping your store tidy shelves tidy shelves filled you know shipping receiving you can utilize that person for other things when you're doing digital right right yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense especially uh you know in this uh current uh day and age where uh, I think virtually every organization in every field is really struggling to staff up. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, if you can use the staff you have uh, as efficiently as possible, uh, you know, that's that's going to kind of help bridge that gap uh, between, you know, where your staffing is and uh, where maybe where you'd like it to be, right? Yeah. And that, and uh, you know, when you touch on staffing, um, it's making your staff or giving your environment or sorry, designing your environment as efficient for your staff and you're not just your customer, but your staff. So when they're coming out from behind the counter to help someone, it, doesn't, it takes them 30 seconds less to get around it. And that 30 seconds multiplied by 50 times a day by four different staff members, it's a lot of cost. You know, and then three, you know, say five days a week, four days, four, four weeks a month, it adds up quick. And some people say, well, it's only 30 seconds. 30 seconds a lot of time that, yep. you know johnny johnny has to go 30 paces more just to get out to see the customer so we we look at or when i design it a store for the you know when the showroom guy goes in we look at everything like that how how much how easy it is for the staff member to greet a customer how easy it is for a customer to visually see you as they walk in the store that there's members available for me if i need something right away or I can just wander in and it's open space. We always design it where you can bring a pallet through in front of the service counter and then out to your, if you have the, the space that you can bring a pallet of, you know, windshield washer fluid, anything that you're going to clear out that can go in the front of the store. So you, those things always go into play. But again, it's always efficiency. Staff right. members. But it's interesting because I think, you know, uh, certainly from my standpoint, often when I'm wandering through a showroom, uh, you know, and thinking about this kind of thing, I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of the customer. Uh, you know, you want to drive their traffic in certain ways and, you know, direct them uh, to be, uh, uh, you know, in the areas of the store that, that uh, you know, make sense a little bit of a journey, maybe, so they see what you have to offer, uh, but not too long of a journey so that they get frustrated trying to get up to the counter or trying to get to certain places. And, yeah. you know, uh, uh, but, you know, what you're saying is, a, you know, a, a significant consideration is the flow of your own staff 
to be able to get yeah. their work done uh, in the showroom. Yeah, is... yeah. Because if they're if they're if if you save that much time, there's that much more time for them to do outside sales, wholesaling for you, um, rather than you know they're not just sitting at the counter twiddling their thumbs. Obviously, they're doing work. They're constantly doing sales. Right, right. So, yeah, I think everything has to be efficient, especially if they're if you have a, a a warehouse behind you that you're utilizing that they're picking through. Don't have it, you know, a five minute walk to get to the warehouse. Because, you know, if he passes someone on the way, he's going to have a chat. And then that becomes a five minute chat. And then that part picking becomes a 15 minute process. When if it's in a drawer behind him, it's a, you know, it's less than two minutes. Right, right, right. Sounds like there's an awful lot, uh, awful lot to think about in store design. Some of it is, you know, uh, uh, related to our current uh, situations and changes uh, due to the pandemic. But uh, some of that, yeah. uh, it seems like, I guess it's common sense for somebody who really knows about store design, but maybe not common sense for somebody who's, who's uh, you know, not maybe so expert in the field, right? Yeah, I've had uh, a few, um, quite a few customers over the last 10 years ask me why I understand, how come I, I'm the first guy that walked in and understands what, they, what their needs are. And it's because I have such a 30-year automotive background. Uh, I worked in it. I've done fixed operation service management, sales management, fleet management. I've done a lot in the in the in in parts areas, service fixed ops. So I, I understand why someone does something because I was that guy or that person. Um, so I understand what they need at the counter. I know why they're going to do certain things certain times a day. I understand it. No, I don't just design it. I understand why it's got to be done a certain way. Right, right. It's got to be efficient and functional. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, as, as anybody who's been uh, kind of walking in and around stores for a long time knows that there's that quite commonly had been and still is uh, that really long walk down to the end of the counter to get out to the showroom, right? With that flip door at the end part of the counter and, and uh, then... Uh, you know, out into the showroom just to serve a customer uh, for uh, a few yeah. seconds and, and uh, uh, you know, and then walking all the way back, flipping that part of the counter down again, back into the penalty box, right? So, Yeah, yeah, really inefficient. <laughs> really inefficient, but very common, right? Very common. Yeah, oh, very common, yeah. I, I find, I, I remember looking at a store in uh, southern Ontario near Cornwall that a, a group had bought up. And I went in and to look at redesigning this store for the group back then. And uh, I had a wonderful chat with the staff member behind the counter. And she'd been there for 14 years. And she had this little cubby box beside her. And I said, oh, what's that used for? And it was full of paperwork. I said, oh, what do you use that for? She says, oh, I don't know. It's been there since I was here. I said, well, don't, whose paperwork is that? It says, I don't know. It's been there for 14 years. <laughs> and I looked at it and I just chuckled just like that. I said, really? She goes, yeah. But I find that all the time. You walk into the some of the older stores, and I'm not knocking any of my clients, just that they need new, new, uh, a new breath of fresh air in, in some of their locations. And they understand that. Um, it's just hard to get them to change because sometimes it's the staff that doesn't want to change, right? But once you show them the beauty of efficiency, cleaner counters, stainless steel countertops, Laminates not peeling off at their fingertips, not getting their sweaters caught. Things are functional. They have a lock top. We put always put a drawer in the top that locks for their personal items. 
uh, you know, put their wallet, if you don't want to sit in your wallet all day, women can put their purses down below and lock them up so it's close by. Their phones are always suggested they put the phone that lock it up. Those are just things that come common sense to us that we, you know, bring to them. They, they get excited. Then they go, oh, well, uh, yeah, I like that idea because <laughs> my purse is just on the floor or my, my stuff is just over there exposed or out in the open. I leave it in my car. And so there's all those little things we do. Yeah, sure. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot, a lot of detail, obviously you get from experience, but some, certain things that, you know, I guess it, it, it's, it's, it sounds a little bit like, like one of those situations where when you explain it to somebody, they go, aha, that makes a lot yeah. of sense, but, but it's not something they would, they would necessarily come uh to a conclusion about on, on their own uh because you get we all get locked into our own spaces right so it, it just yeah. it's it feels like what it is is where it is the same as you know you leave uh you leave something on the desk for a while and, and it starts to grow roots and you stop even seeing it after a while so yeah yeah and that's 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 why i say you can't blame the client because they're they're just you know doing what they've done every day so you need to give them a fresh set of eyes some suggestions and if it works, it works. Um, you know, and that's, you know, I had a client a few years back in, in Levi, Quebec that we looked at and he wanted to build a mezzanine and put his lunchroom for his staff up top of the mezzanine. I said, well, why wouldn't you put it underneath the mezzanine? So no, I want them up there. I said, well, then you're looking at safety factors. You have a technician that it's, they're always in a rush. If he rushes up these steel stairs and trips, hurts himself he's gone for the day so now your customers are backlogged i said if it's on the main floor and he just opens the door walks in there's less likelihood of him a hurting himself b is the distance he has to travel it was probably 40 feet more that he had to do if he had 40 feet of more distance time-wise lost that he had to do something if he leaves this lunchroom we all leave our phone somewhere forget this he has to go back again to, to make it efficient so you know, he, he decided to finally put it down below because I explained the efficiency and the less risk of hazards, someone getting hurt. Yeah, it really makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, you know, folks uh, out there listening, if you're in a position where you're looking at your showroom uh, and, and your, your stock room and your other, other areas of your operation, good design. Uh, it's not just about an efficient uh, flow for your customers. It's about a good, efficient flow uh, and environment for your staff. Keep their foot uh, footsteps to a minimum, make them efficient, make them effective, keep them happy, give them nice, clean, open space and enjoyable space to work at. Uh, and uh, it'll all, uh, you know, have its own benefits. Uh, thank you, Paul, for uh, your time today. Thank you, everybody else, for, for listening. Uh, this is the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast. Be safe. Be uh, good to each other, and we'll catch you on the rebound. Thanks, Andrew. You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat-integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen... You can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.